Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, Nat. And we are going into the depths <laughs> of something. We, we did promise you guys a while ago. We did. Where you're talking the ABCs of NFTs and how to invest in crypto's latest trend. We're going to be talking about what is an NFT. If you guys don't know what it is. Don't even worry about it. Don't, we, we had no idea. We're going bare bone. Like we did with the crypto episode. This is this is layman's terms. This is level Level zero. 0.1. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about some crazy NFTs that I've sold in the past, how to purchase an NFT if you want to, and if we think if you should invest in this, yeah. you know, little trending craze mm-hmm. that's going on. So mm-hmm. everything you need to know, if you know nothing, this is the episode for you. This is the one for you. And we did get rave reviews from our crypto episode. Yes. We had an official expert say that we did a great Knocked job. Knocked out of the park. So, so I, I'm confident in us. Oh, we too. We too. But now, what are we drinking this little epi? We are drinking the Gary Farrell Russian River Chardonnay from Sonoma County. Mm, Gary Farrell. Gary Farrell. I wonder if it's going to be one of those situations again where we're like, we don't like Chardonnay. And then we're like, well, we kind of like Chardonnay. I had a little sippy and I'm so curious what you think. We'll we'll save it for the end. End of the episode, we'll circle back. We'll Mm. rate it. But not while you're taking a sip, I have to tell you my conspiracy theory. Mm. Well, it's not really a conspiracy yes. theory, but I've turned it into one. I would love to hear it. I'm like settling in. Oh, here. Yeah. Set- mm. settle, settle on in. Okay. So you know that there's been construction outside my house for a while. Do you know that? I think so. Well, let me tell you. There's this restoration project happening outside my home, and they've been doing construction work, but they've been drilling. And when I say mm. drilling, I don't mean like a little jackhammer. Right. I mean a crane is going into the oh. ground, and it has been for like two weeks now. What? And it's vibrating the ground so violently and so loudly that I had to Karen. <gasps> I had to walk out with my hands on my hips. I said, sir, how long is this going on? Okay, how long are we drilling? And they said, ma'am, this is going to be a three, four-week drill. What? Right. So is this the- on the front or the back? It's it, on the side of my building. Oh, okay. Okay. And so at first it was just like, this is annoying. At 2.30 every day, the same dude opens his window and goes, shut the fuck <laughs> and so Good then, for him. You know, I normally don't like putting negativity out into the world. Right. But I feel him. It's yes. coming from a very dark place yes. that we're, we all feel. Yes. And But then I was driving today. I go, this drilling is happening. We're, at this point, we're drilling to another universe. Mm-hmm. We're drilling to Narnia. We're drilling right. to... Digging a hole to China, as th- we th- used to say. There's something sinister happening because <laughs> the drilling happening. is so insane. And just, I just started picturing myself in 30 years sitting down for a documentary and they're being like, do you remember the drilling in Los Angeles? And I'm going to be like, yes. They're yes, like, I do. They were actually hiding alien bodies. Right. They underneath. were building tunnels for aliens. Because <laughs> I'm just like, there's no way. The drilling's so violent. Why would you drill the same spot for four weeks? Can you ask them, what are you drilling? I could. But I already carried out on the street. I'm going to show you the drill. Oh, I need to see it. This is the drill. What? That's what I'm saying. Have you ever seen anything like that? Okay, people. This looks yeah. like... This is a huge piece. It's as it's tall not, it's, as the palm tree. It's next not to a, it. it's not even a drill. It looks like an oil rig. 
That's what I'm saying. But I'm like, are they mining an, an alien mineral? What are they doing at this point? <laughs> it's crazy. At this point, it's not a restoration. It's a conspiracy. And does the FBI need to be on this case? They probably already are. Right. You know, exactly. the FBI is behind all the conspiracies. That's true. That's so. true. So if you guys want a fun conspiracy, 30 years, catch me on the Drilling of Los Angeles uh, docuseries. Yes. And I will be doing an interview and a statement. A hundred percent. I definitely see that for you. I definitely see that and for you. That, I really just needed to air my grievances live for everyone. Because I'm glad this, you did. this is actually, if it doesn't, if it's not an alien conspiracy, it will drive me to the insane asylum. You're going to have one to. Of the two. <laughs> you're going to have to update us whenever things progress okay i'll let you guys know yeah let us know I'll let you guys know but in the meanwhile let's get into nfts well we promised you guys a while back that we would do this episode and if you haven't listened to the previous episode on cryptocurrency you can go back right now and listen to that it's episode 58 and it's called decoding crypto a preschooler's guide to digital currency and this makes sense that it's because that's preschoolers yeah. and then this is abc's which is of like kindergarten. kindergarten so it's yeah. like now we're in kindergarten level yeah we've moved up just a, a hair <laughs> and in, so in that episode we really laid out all those basic facts on crypto and how the technologies are even in existence but in that episode we just very very briefly touched on nfts and we said we'd circle back and we did our research and, and we're here we are here and we are going to dive into it yeah so now okay let's just first start again abcs of nfts, NFTs. what is an nft yes okay an nft it stands for non-fungible token and it's a unique unit of data employing technology that allows digital content so from videos to songs to images kind of anything that it can become logged and authenticated on cryptocurrency blockchains primarily ethereum okay uh-huh. Okay. So once the content is logged onto the blockchain, every transaction from transfers to sales is recorded on the chain, creating an easily accessible ledger of provenance and price history. So the main impact of NFTs is making it easy to own and sell digital content. Okay. Yeah. And if you guys want to go back to the other episode, I do explain the blockchain. Yeah. Oh, she explains the blockchain as if she is... <laughs> Goddamn Einstein. It's incredible. <laughs> okay, so a little bit on the history of how we even got here. So the history of NFTs and the man who first created one, Kevin McCoy, began on May 3rd, 2014. He minted his non-fungible token, Quantum, way before the crypto art market exploded. So Quantum is, I saw a picture of it. It's this like pixelated image of an octagon filled with denoting circles arcs and other shapes it's like um it looks like remember when mac had those screensavers that like kind of moved and changed do you remember like, that ma like magic eye remember those books magic eye i don't know what that is oh you would like look at it and it would turn into something else okay it's something it looked like that okay you know i'm not gonna lie it, it's not that impressive i've seen things before <laughs> yeah. like it but as of today that one-of-a-kind quantum art piece is on sale for seven million dollars Right. Yeah. Okay. So the market for NFTs ballooned in 2020, climbing to a market cap of $338 million from about $41 million in 2018. Okay. So to understand 
NFTs, like we just said non-fungible token, but like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what the fuck is, how, how is it not fungible or fungible? What What is, I don't right. understand. We have to understand what fungibility is. Yeah, because I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so fungibility is the ability of an asset to be exchanged or substituted with similar assets of the same value. So a simple example of a fungible asset is currency. So say you have like five $1 bills in your wallet. You might not want to carry around five $1 bills for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So you can exchange those bills for one $5 bill. Yes. And you still, the value of your money is still $5, regardless of the fact that it's in a different form now. Okay, I'm following. So that's fungible. Non-fungible assets are the opposite. Each one is unique and can't be substituted for something similar. For example, like the Mona Lisa, it can't be swapped out for something similar like a Mona Lisa poster. Right. It is. It that is, is. That is the Mona that Lisa. That is the value. Nothing else is a substituted value for it. Okay. So like another example is like a Bitcoin. Bitcoin is fungible. You can trade one Bitcoin for another Bitcoin and you'll have exactly the same thing a one-of-a-kind like trading card, like a baseball card, like that's non-fungible. Like if you traded it for another card, you'd have something completely different. Okay, okay, I'm following, I'm tracking this, I'm tracking this. So the only comprehensive study of NFTs published so far, because again, this is very new, it collected prices from 2017 to April of 2021 and reported that $15 was the average sale price of 75% of NFTs, with only 1% reaching prices higher than $1,500. So that, you know, 7 million situation. That's not all it's NFTs. A, it's a rarity. It's a rarity. But this data, however, should be taken with a grain of salt. It is heavily skewed because the majority of its data points hail from a time before NFTs were adopted at the current scale. Oh, okay. I will say my assistant, Danielle, hey, Danielle, by the way, I hey love Danielle. her. She said that she was like on this app where she was trying to get like a rare NFT, but like she could never get it. But yeah, that's what I'm saying with like yeah. only 1% or higher than 1,500. So it's yes. like- I love you, Danielle, but I think your odds are low. The odds, yeah, the odds <laughs> are striking get the rare like a NFT. $28 million thing. So- What actually counts as an NFT? They can really be anything digital, such as drawings, music, your brain downloaded and turned into an AI. It can really be literally anything. But there's a lot of current excitement is around the tech to sell digital art. Yes. And I actually found some really crazy NFTs. Okay, I didn't read any of these, so I'm excited to hear what these are. Okay, so have you heard of Flying War Babies? No. (laughs) Okay, so you know Grimes, like yeah. the musician. She was like also uh, Elon uh, Musk's baby mama baby and mama. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So her collection, War Nymph, catches the eye. It's babies with wings armed with swords. Oh. And the war babies guard Mars and are surrounded by an apocalyptic. Uh, apocalyptic? Yeah, background. This is very Grimes, very on brand. And so there were only 10 of these digital artworks, and she sold them in 20 minutes for $5.8 million. What? Like, it's like, what? Yeah. Because, okay, well, we'll get into it Because there was only 10 of them. Right. And I don't know. And then we created value on it. But they're all the same 10? No, no, no. There's 10 different ones. Oh, 10 different ones. It's a series called Flying War Babies. Oh, oh, I see. Right. Oh, it's a collection. It's It's a collection. There's a collection. There's only 10 of them. And she sold all 10 of them within 20 minutes for 5.8. 
$8 million. Okay. Another <laughs> another fun little crazy NFT was the digital toilet paper with flowers. Oh. So Charmin introduced. No fucking way. They did. They introduced the first oh digital toilet paper Stop. in March 2021. Stop. And the digital toilet paper is individually designed with colorful flowers and grasses. As an NFT, yes, it's merely a picture. But it costs a whopping four thousand U.S. dollars, and Charmin reportedly keeps only zero point zero one percent of the proceeds for itself. The rest goes to a humanitarian organization called Direct Relief. Okay, I'll get. I'll I'll let but it you, slide. For, if you for want that. some digital toilet paper, it costs four thousand dollars. Right. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay, and the last really crazy NFT that I found was actually the world's first digital perfume. Oh. So you can't smell it. Right. But Berlin. None of this you can use. No, 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 no. It's digital. Right, right. (laughs) But Berlin-based Look Labs is offering its Cyber de Parfum. Love the the flavor. In digital form only, though. Okay, it's the world's first digital fragrance. The inventive developers have used near-infrared spectroscopy to scan the packaging, the bottle, and the fragrance of the perfume, and this created a digital image of the fragrance. The molecular wavelengths of Cyber Eau de Parfum sold as an NFT for $18,000. So they, like, they scanned the molecule, and it made a rendering and you can buy the perfume, but you can't wear it. Right. And it costs $18,000. Right. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's really very interesting. So here's the thing, though, about NFTs. <laughs> and while you were talking, people may not know kind of like, well, who owns what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like with the Grimes thing, it's like oh, there's 10 of these digital artworks. It's like, oh, but you own it, but you don't actually own it. You know, Let me, let me explain. Okay. So... A common question that people have when discussing NFTs is why would I pay for something that is free all over the internet? For example, an NFT of a clip of LeBron dunking. Yeah, those are really big, like the sports memorabilia. Yeah, that sold for $208,000, even though the clip has been viewed millions of times for free, just like on YouTube. But the NFT's value actually lies in the fact that the purchase clip is the quote-unquote official clip of LeBron dunking. However, this is where it gets a little tricky with the NFTs. When someone buys an NFT from a creator, they obtain ownership in the sense that it becomes their property. After all, an NFT is a digital certificate of ownership representing the purchase of a digital asset traceable on the blockchain. the blockchain. But the NFT holder does not have any other rights to the work. So like if I were to purchase the LeBron clip and then like someone else viewed it, it's not like I would get a licensing fee for that. Right. Okay. Right. If somebody else watches it, you don't get yeah. paid. You can't license it out. You simply own it. That's okay. it. However, ownership will be coded into the blockchain that the buyer is the initial owner. And then every time it exchange hands, so let's say they sell it, mm-hmm. the next owner will be added to the running, quote unquote, digital receipt on the blockchain. So imagine a long ass CVS receipt. Mm-hmm. You're you're the top of the line. And then if you sell it. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the yeah, receipt yeah. is the right. NFT. Right. Right. Yeah. So. 
The problem, though, with this type of format is while the NFTs are very safely documented on the blockchain, the actual thing that it was purchased on isn't. So NFTs, they're all on third-party hosting sites. So for example, if the LeBron clip was stored on a sports website, and then the owner of that clip clicked on the link to view it, but the website was like taken down for some reason, like Mm -hmm. the link was like a 404 error, is gone. There is no way. It's a similar thing with if you listen to our first crypto episode about how like if you lose your password, it's it's all gone. Yeah. yeah. So similarly, if the actual clip is no longer on the internet, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. Well, if you're interested in purchasing one, maybe we can go through how to buy an NFT or how to even get one. I know. I'm very curious. I have no idea. So like you were just saying, most NFT transactions actually take place in a dedicated marketplace. Most marketplaces currently use the Ethereum network to power their transactions. So you will need Ethereum's native token ether to buy an nft so you have to have okay. ether to purchase the nft and if you don't have it you can open an account with an exchange like uh binance or you know the uh, coinbase there, okay. there's a lot of ones that you can like purchase step one you got to purchase an ether to purchase the nft, NFT. okay and then you so also that's, that's that whole preschool to kindergarten yeah exactly okay. exactly and then you also need to set up a crypto wallet compatible with ethereum which we talked about in our crypto episode a crypto wallet is a digital address where you can store cryptocurrencies and you can again open them on something like binance coinbase coindesk things like that okay so choose the marketplace that you want to buy that nft from there's a bunch of them some of the top nft marketplaces include OpenSea, rareable super rare and foundation so you connect your wallet to that marketplace and most marketplaces have a simple connect wallet button like yeah. on the platform and then you basically just browse the little marketplace and you choose the nft of your liking and most marketplaces have an auction system set up for purchasing them so you you'd have to bid yeah also my my assistant danielle was saying that they have drops sometimes so like new art drops she said like she was looking for it was like comic book covers and uh-huh. she said like oh adm there's new drops okay and then people start bidding yeah exactly it's like mm-hmm. an ebay thing mm-hmm. And so after the successful bid, like let's say you're the winner, you will complete the transaction and all the necessary amount will be debited from that wallet, Mm -hmm. the crypto wallet. And remember that you may also have to pay a transaction fee to the marketplace, but the fee will also depend on the marketplace. Yeah, so like where you're buying it from. Yeah, so consider that if you wanna pick your marketplace, if there's a, a little fee there. But let's go back to, so let's say somebody gets it. Okay. They have successfully bid for a comic book cover. Okay. What now? Now you own it. So if you have an NFT, there's a few things you can do with it. One thing that I thought was really cool is that you can show it off. Okay. So Mark Cuban has a website called lazy.com and it's the first service that enables you to show off your NFT collection. And all you need to do is make an account and follow the on-site prompts to prove ownership. And in a couple of minutes, you're, you're able to show off your unique digital collection that you own to the world. Okay. So really, I'm gathering it's sort of like 
beanie babies or like trading cards oh yeah yeah like beanie babies okay um you can also resell your nft so you can sell your price on the same marketplace that you bought it from for example somewhere like rarible.com like you just said you can put it on there resell it pick a new price you know um appreciate it yourself but keep in mind there is that service fee for even items that are sold so on the other end so but you get to choose what the next price is yeah oh right because you own it because you own it okay and the last thing you could do with it is you can hold on to it you can also profit off nfts without ever touching one some users like to treat them like stocks so by purchasing an nft of something potentially profitable early on you may be able to make decent profit later on but keep in mind unfortunately the opposite could happen too and it could depreciate and it could be worth less later right yeah so you probably wouldn't want to ball out hoping that it's gonna right yeah right and there's other things too to consider which i was reading there's a big environmental impact on mining these NFTs and creating these NFTs. And you know more about that though, right now? Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit in uh, the crypto episode because running the blockchain technology does require like a shitload of energy. Yeah. And so currently a single transaction on Ethereum consumes as much electricity as a house in a work week, according to Forbes. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. And remember in the in our crypto episode, it was like one thing was it takes like the amount of to power all of Sweden or something. It's like a lot. Oh, shit. Okay. So while there are alternative cryptocurrencies with a much lower environmental footprint, like this thing called Tezos, they've not yet been adopted widely. And then actually the NFT platform built on Tezos dissolved recently. Okay, so great. that one kind of fell mm-hmm. under. Some NFT platforms buy carbon offsets to mitigate their impact, but the actual efficacy of carbon offsets has been debated. The majority of the NFT community has looked past the environmental impacts because Ethereum 2.0 is coming, apparently, which is said to utilize a significantly less polluting infrastructure. And it's supposed to come early this year, although its deployment has been imminent for years. Okay. So it's kind of like, we'll see. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, with all things considered, and now that we know what an NFT is and how to get one and the environmental impact of getting one, should we invest in NFTs? Hmm. Well, according to Forbes, whether purchasing fine art or a 1982 Mouton Rothschild or a crypto kitty, (laughs) uh, investing (laughs) in alternative markets carries greater risk and less reward than money put into more mainstream places such as equities. Yeah. And the NFT market is largely speculative and probably will have the wild price swings their crypto cousins okay. have experienced over the past couple years. So Bitcoin, for instance, goes for around $50,000 today. But a year ago, it was worth less than a fifth of that. So it's like it could go up, it could, it go, could down. go down. It's all about scarcity, too. Like the NFTs are like the sense of scarcity. Like I have to buy it. Like collectibles, right? Yeah. Like Beanie Babies. Yes, like Beanie Babies. When the Diana Beanie Baby was like $10,000. <laughs> and I was just like, it's just a Beanie Baby. Yeah. So, okay. Our advice 
is to play at your own risk. We said this at the end of the crypto episode as well. So if you're interested in NFTs and like to be on the forefront of new technology and trends, go for it. Yeah. But don't invest anything that you're not willing to lose. Yeah, and and like we always say, have everything in place first. Yeah, like if you're strapped for extra cash, we always recommend padding up your emergency fund, retirement accounts first before any investments. And on a personal note, we think you should have some great stock and index fund investments yes, as well. Yes, before, start there. Before you dip your toes into crypto and NFTs, like we need to be really solid. Yes. This is our fun money to play with. It's this like is, if we lose it, we lose it. If right. We, and I'm sure there's people listening to this like, no, NFTs are the world. Crypto is yeah. the future. But like we don't know that and we can't recommend that on the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. People are very passionate about it. People get really crazy. They get very crazy about it. And like, hey, more power to Probably you. Because they have a lot of money in it. <laughs> and they're like, it has to go well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we're a little more um, risk averse. Yeah. So, so if you're feeling super secure and wanting get frisky there's no reason not to buy yourself a little cutie nft one that makes you happy makes you smile <laughs> crypto kitty a little crypto kitty whatever that is <laughs> i don't know what it is <laughs> um, well we hope you guys have a better understanding of what nfts are how they gain value and how to invest in them if you choose to do so yeah that was like that wasn't bad it was like ripping a band-aid off I, yeah i think our listeners are going to have a better understanding oh, as well for sure. i certainly do oh for sure i know we wrote this episode out but then actually saying it out loud i feel like i yeah. understand it even more me too me too if we invest in, a, in an nft we'll we'll let you guys know <laughs> let everybody know what it is what it would even be <laughs> actually should we talk about our hottie of the week because i find this NFT situation. Oh yeah, do you want hilarious. it? Do you want to introduce it? I want you to introduce oh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um. So our hottie of the week this week is Mr. Shawn Mendes. Shawn Mendes. I was surprised we haven't had him yet. I know. I used to. I used to have a big thing for Shawn Mendes, and yeah. I still do. But he, I have he's your type. He's my type. Yeah. I have a type, and it's just yeah. Tall brunettes, they get me. Mm -hmm. But okay, so the reason we chose Sean Mendez is not because he's a tall brunette, but because he auctioned off an NFT collection of digital clothing, including <laughs> a virtual copy of his guitar and a vest that he wore to perform in Mexico City. It is not the vest. It is a digital <laughs> version of the vest. So buyers are able to wear these items on personal digital avatars. Like Neopets or something. <laughs> And then all said and done, that NFT collection sold for over $37,000 and Mendez donated his portion of the proceeds to the Sean Mendez Foundation Wonder Grants, which we looked into. And it like gives grants to young activists who like want to start their organizations and like need the funds to do so. So I love that. We love that. We love yes. Sean Mendez. He's unproblematic. Yes. And um, I, I'm just very curious who owns his uh, virtual guitar and his virtual vest. <laughs> Really would love and who was to wearing know. his virtual vest? Who was vest? wearing the virtual vest? Also, can you play the virtual guitar? Oh wow! I don't know. And also, where are the avatars located? Yeah, it beats me. Okay. I don't know. Do you have to buy an NFT of an avatar to then have the NFT of the vest? And I don't know how you would put the vest onto the avatar. I don't that either because you really don't me. own it. It's really just the receipt. <laughs> I I don't know. It does. It says that they were able to wear the items. Good for them. Good for them. I love that for them. So let's go ahead and rate here. Okay, what's the wine again? It's the Gary Farrell Chardonnay. Okay. One of the Sir Sean Mendez. 
I have no problem. I with love this. it. It's good. It is really, really good. Sean at a Sean? It's a, I think it's, especially for a Chardonnay. Sean at a Sean. We're even at a Sean. I almost finished my glass, which almost never happened. I love, when I first took my sip, I was like, I like this. Oh, I was concerned that you didn't like it because you haven't drank as much as I did. And I was like, oh no, I wonder if we're going to have one of those, like, I'm rating it a Sean and you're rating it a two. Oh no, I love it. Okay. Oh, cheers. Cheers. It's great. All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing Citizens Arrest. Citizens Arrest. Dun, 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 dun. We still need a theme song. Anybody, send one in. <laughs> we would love a, a, citizen, a citizen's arrest. A citizen's arrest theme song. Theme song. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go first because I already said mine. Citizens Arrest on construction. Oh, yes. At, all, at any time, place. Here's the thing with construction. That's kind of going to freak you out. It's never done. It's never done. Even if it's done one place, it's still going on somewhere else. Especially in New York City. Like there's just, it's, uh, there's always construction happening. I've literally never seen New York City without having the like little overhangs on the sidewalks. Never seen it. It's constant. Like, is there ever going to be a time and space where everything's been constructed? And this, there's no. nothing left to be constructed. No. So, but I hope on your for your sake that on your street it does finish. I just hope I get some type of check from all of this pain. <laughs> <laughs> they should. But I'm glad you're arresting them. They need to be arrested. They need to be arrested. My arrest, I really don't want to make this arrest, but I have to. Not on yourself again, is it? No, it's worse. It's on Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty. <gasps> I know. You're going to citizens arrest Rihanna I for the album. To. For the album. Where's the album? Where's the album? I can't go on living mm-hmm. much longer mm-hmm. yep. without the album. You know what? Since when, when was her last album released? I'm really into conspiracy theories. The, the world has kind of gone to shit since her last album. Oh, I connected this to when Prince died. I'm like, there's not been one good thing that happened since Prince died. Yeah. But I like where your head's at. Her last album was 2016. That's insane. Right. Auntie, aunt, Auntie was Auntie. 2016. And I'm not going to, since 2016, the world has gone to shit. It's truly gone to shit. Yeah. Wait, let me see what date. And this is why I January ha- 2016. Oh, Miss Robin. I feel you. Is it is it Rihanna's fault that the world has gone to shit? It's because it could be. her music is not healing the world. Exactly. And that's why I must arrest her. That's fair. Thank you. I, I, that's fair. That's very humanitarian <sighs> yeah, of you. Yeah, I know. And it's, we love her. We we love her, but she's got to go to jail. She does. She does. Until that album comes <laughs> out, then comes we'll out. release then her. Then she can come out. <laughs> she can finish the album in jail. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, uh, don't forget, we have a really fun newsletter that we send out every week so you can't miss an episode or you don't miss an episode Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking of including a fun fact like totally off topic fact about me and you in the newsletter that only goes out to our amis oh fun so if you sign up like a get to know us yes if you sign up on our website am i doing this right pod.com you can get our newsletter and receive our fun facts Ooh, I love that. Our secret fun fact. I saw an episode of something the other day and they were like, what was your first concert and your best concert? And then I was like, oh, that's a good, I should ask Corinne that. <gasps> okay, maybe that will maybe be the, in our newsletter. Our first concert and our best concert. Yes. 
And lastly, don't forget to rate and review our podcast. We love reading your reviews and Truly. we will read them on the pod. We will. If you guys leave a nice one. So we'd love to see it. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Love you guys. Love you.